Good morning, everyone. It is the 2nd of August. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Alex Byrne. It seems the Federal Reserve began internal discussions about tapering their bond buying programme last week, although no announcements were made. The Fed acknowledged that the economy has now made progress towards recovery, but the Q2 GDP numbers came in way short of forecasts, Alex. Morning, Lorna. That's right. We had a growth number of 6.5% versus the 8.5% forecast, which is obviously down significantly. This comes with a caveat, though, I guess, with the fact that it's fairly difficult to forecast during recovery. So, you know, what would be expected as pretty outstanding growth in the normal term is somewhat of a disappointment just given the recovery. You mentioned the central bank, so expectations at the moment are that the initial hints of the reduction in the $120 billion monthly asset purchase will begin in September. That will be formalised as an announcement in December, and then that will begin sometime in early 2022. So expectations of the potential for a taper tantrum will begin to escalate in fairly short order. On the GDP growth number, the elements that make up that reopening trade, so things around services, they continue to drive that GDP growth and will continue to drive it into the second half. The main drags on the number and the reason why it disappointed from forecasts were around investment amounts, particularly from federal spending, but also from construction. So remember, we've had that huge increase in prices in a number of construction inputs. So we may see parts of that pick up into the second half and, and more towards the forecast levels going forward. All of this, again, remember, has got that reduction effect on inflation as well. So the expectations for inflation have reduced, given that slightly lower number on the growth. Yes, but nonetheless clear recovery, as you said, and we've seen that in the US reporting season, and there were some very impressive numbers from the big US tech companies. We have, and again, no surprises there from tech, so things like Apple, Alphabet, Microsoft. They've effectively doubled the 2020 net profits that they made and beat expectations by around 30%, which were pretty heady going into this reporting season, but they seem to have warranted the high expectation. Elsewhere, things like Facebook expected revenues to decelerate significantly from current levels, although that hasn't really seemed to have much of an effect on what the markets have done. So large cap and, and NASDAQ did manage to hit record highs intra-week, but they pulled back going into Friday. And it seems to be at the moment, despite these good earning numbers from individual companies, the macro seems to be overriding it somewhat. And the ongoing spread of the Delta variant seems to be the main factor that market participants are looking into. Yes, it's quite a sobering thought there. We've also, however, seen a bump last quarter for big oil. We have, again, somewhat expected during the recovery, given the jump in demand in the recovery and the good pricing levels that we've seen, that oil companies would do fairly well. So companies like Chevron and Exxon, big US players, have had massive profits up, hitting the top end of estimates. Chevron, for instance, has announced that it may well reinstate share repurchase programs, giving good forward guidance. Exxon likely to dividends, but others noting things about reducing debt levels from clearly the buildup that they had in, during the pandemic. But again, little movement on share prices on a large swathe of those energy companies just given the overriding of the macro. Yes, over in China, the tech sector there has had a really tough month, hasn't it? Very tough. And it's particularly the Chinese companies that are listed in the US. So the index that follows that is down 22% in July, which is the biggest fall since 2008. The more Chinese-focused ones that are listed in China were down into low double figures, but clearly still a very volatile month for those companies. And it all comes from this increased amount of government oversight. So these private companies that had fairly independent operating systems and fairly loose oversight from the government previously, relatively speaking, seem to have come under the scrutiny of the federal government. So what they're trying to do is effectively limit a lot of the freedoms of private companies, trying to dial down those 
especially on the social media side of things that may have the potential to upset on the social side. And also for those listed in the US, the one of the key issues is around the data security and the potential leak of Chinese mainland data into the US. Again, off the back of this, the central bank has been pretty fervent in pumping liquidity into the system. So not really kind of meeting the investors' concerns in terms of what they're doing in the oversight, but really just trying to continue to make sure that market is liquid and it's fully funded and using the central bank to increase liquidity and, and everything else from there, but not really going into any admittance of fault in the approach that they're taking. Yes, ease volatility wherever possible there. Well, interesting to see how that all plays out. But very near term, the week ahead, it's the first week of the month, which always brings the non-farm payrolls from the US. Any expectations there? So we expect somewhat stable but continuing high levels. So in the jobless claims, 380,000 versus 400,000 last time around. And then the non-farm payrolls, 900,000 versus 850. So still very high levels of both of those, clearly just given the recovery, but fairly stable, especially when you think relative to what the differences that we've seen more recently have been. Yes, the market might become fixated on that towards the end of the week. But through the course of the week, we get the official July PMI surveys of business expectations from around the world. We do. And for the most part, I think the trends continue. So that is that the services element of it continues to recover and be at fairly high levels. The manufacturing remains fairly stable with some numbers increasing slightly, but others reducing slightly, but on the main part, fixing the higher levels. So most of the composites that we can see are at or increasingly high levels. We watch with interest. Thank you very much indeed, Alex. Thank you, Lorna.